welcome back to the Expressions Podcast. And today I'm joined by an artist whose music I've been loving for a minute now. One of the nicest dudes, really, I've met through the underground. The one and only. 19. 19, welcome to the yes, show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you. Yes, sir, man. Always it's a pleasure to have you on. So 19, start us off, man. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Philly, Philadelphia. You're from Philly? Yeah. Shout out Philly, man. Uh, we need more of an East Coast presence on this podcast. It, it lacks, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, what can you say about growing up in Philly, man? Uh, uh, I wouldn't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Philly... What even Philly would sound like right now. Obviously... Philly is so so talented, man. Like such a talented city. I feel like it's it like is. it's like it's overlooked, man. Like the entirety of working on dyings from Philly, man, and like For that's what sound is right now, bro. So it's like they've contributed so much. But what can you say about Philly? Philly is a very interesting place. I feel like we're very creative people. Um, definitely, you'll find a lot of different music and a lot of uh, a lot of people really pushing like directions. Um. Growing up in Philly, it's just kind of the same thing. You get to hear everything, like, and then it's different parts of the city, and it's everybody listening to different stuff. Um, really though, my my music taste is rooted in like my my parents for real, more than the city. But the city, the city was cool, making friends and then hearing music. But we used to get leaks of like underground rappers, like in the city. Yeah, we used to, like share them, and it, that used to like blow people up, and it's crazy. Seeing a lot of them, like even like Pop Hunter a couple years ago, he was yep. like, he was bubbling in the city for such a long time, and then he blew up, and it went how it went. But all of that stuff is cool, being a city yeah. firsthand. Yeah, for sure. No, Philly, Philly definitely has a rich music culture, underground culture. A lot of cool shit goes down there. Uh, you said something that's really cool though. You said your music taste you acquired from your parents. What, what were your parents listening to? Uh, were they into music? How into music were they? Did they make music? What is right. that like? All right, bro. So I, I didn't grow up listening to like rap. Or like, not like, not like the stuff I listen to today. Like, yeah. I started listening to like Lil Uzi in like sixth grade. And that was like the first time I ever listened to like trap music. But like before that, I was listening to like 80s and 90s, like boom, bet. Like that's what my dad always play. Yeah. So. That's all I listened to growing up. And then my mom would play like little R&B stuff, like Trey songs or like Usher, Chris Brown. But like, that was what I was listening to growing up for the most part. And like old soul songs. Do you have like, uh, give me an example of like maybe some of your favorite artists from that, from the like uh, 80s, 90s, boom, bap. Maybe Dude. like you mentioned, you mentioned Chris Brown, Trey songs. Obviously Bro, incredible. I, yeah. I used to listen to Run DMC. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and then Run DMC, that kind of went into like Eminem. Like Eminem started doing like some like rock type stuff. Or I remember like maybe like 2012, 2013. Yep. And like that was around the same time. So I got into Eminem around that time. Eminem was really crazy because that was the first person I discovered myself. Like on MTV watching videos. That's crazy. Nah, the MTV MTV used to just have all those channels and they just show music videos 24-7 and oh like God. MTV you know, the hip-hop one but that shit was absolutely incredible. Thank you, MTV, for everything you've done. For sure. Real shit. So Eminem, we, we, we actually just talked about Eminem on the pod. I forget what episode it was. 
Um, what was it? What was it about? Someone was talking about how they loved uh love the way you lie, Eminem and Rihanna. <laughs> and That's a like, good ass song though. Yeah, it's a crazy video. Song. Crazy music video, bro. That's uh Megan Fox is in that shit. I'm pretty sure that was a crazy video, like the house burning and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, we love Marshall Mathers over here, man. That's <laughs> so super interesting with your parents. So I definitely feel similarly. Like I, I uh there's this radio station on Sirius XM uh mm-hmm. called Baxman, and it's just all old 80s, 90s, like Run DMC, you mentioned. Like my dad always had me listen to that type shit all yeah. the time. So like, yeah, it definitely resonates a lot with me there. The roots, so, man. So take me back though to how we started making music. Nineteen, uh, you've you have been making music for a long time. The to to kind of just mention the early song in your SoundCloud from three years ago. Uh, cool yeah. kids. Obviously, I don't know. That's the first song ever. Probably, maybe right. not. So, uh, the whatever. first song. Yeah, the first song is probably a couple people that know. And my first song that I released on soundcloud was dior drama like niggas like i had like a little like little backup pages and stuff but it was like i wasn't because i wasn't you know how when you first start off you're not really confident or whatever but of course that was my first drop was called dior drama and it was because like all right bro niggas was like ssg kobe fans back in the day and like he had a song named dior drama and it was like it was some something cool to do at the time um but i ended up deleting it making music though I started like kind of going to my friend's studio in like 2019, like my freshman year of high school. And he had a studio in his garage. His name is Stan. He actually like hard. Like he got like a, I think he about to hit 100K monthly listeners on uh Spotify and all that. His Holy name is- shit. Uh, wow. Kid Shout out Stan. Is that is no, yeah, he's like crazy. stage name? Is it Stan? Is it, no, this is, his uh, stage name is Kid Phantom. He's Kid like Phantom. an R&B singer. Kid Phantom. All right. Well, we got to type in the Kid Phantom. He seems no, like yeah, for real. right now. He's crazy. Um, but yeah, he had a um studio in his garage and I would go there and like record like little stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is like actually hard. So then that next year, like March 2020, I got my own computer. And um I was in a so I was in a lot of Fago group chats back in the day. Hell yeah. And like I would like I would just like annoy everybody around me to like help me learn like FL Studio. Cause I'm like, bro, all y'all make music, all y'all make beats, like <laughs> help me. And then that I that let it helping in. Come on. For real. So yeah, you, you mentioned two guys that I can definitely see where you maybe draw a little to your little bit of inspiration from. You mentioned SSG Kobe and then Fago. Yeah. Uh you hey, you big fans of both of them? Because I, I know I am. I know I'm Max. Yeah. So I'm Fago is like a Bro, Figo like one of my biggest influences, I'll say, because um it was so early, really early in the in like making music. The reason I was making music is cause I was like in them group chats and around them people that was like it's like Fear Dorian, he's still around. Yep, Fear, yep. Fear, mm-hmm. He used to be in there. Um like little it was producers like Toons Lands, Brick Royce, I don't know. Yep. Uh Don't Be Not Social, Bryce Unknown, all of them, they was in there, but they didn't really talk like that, but it's like seeing that they was like flourishing. And I guess it wasn't on as big of a level, but it seemed so big to me. Yeah. So. I mean, so Fago. I mean, obviously a lot of those producers are 
like they're doing their thing to this day for sure but i still think it's a pretty like insane scale though regardless yeah. uh yeah but i love those two influences i think what do you think of Sofago now? That's to get off track. What do you think of Sofago um, now specifically? Yeah, he, he, he very interesting now. Um, I liked Pink Hearts, and I feel like it was just like some R and B. Like you know, I think it was good for what it was. Um, the new tape, I want to listen to it again. Like I told myself, I was gonna listen to it again because I like a couple songs like uh, "On the Moon." Yep, and "Backseat." Yo, backseat. I was waiting for backseat for like a year and a half. Like I had to that shit is it. fire. I thought that shit was fire personally. Definitely crazy. Um, yeah, nah. The the his new tape go. Uh he had some bangers on there. Uh, fucking yay. He dropped as a single. Yeah, was crazy. Yeah, yo, that brought me back. I'm like, nah, he's back. He's back because. I get what you're saying about Pink Hearts. I appreciate that take. Me, personally, it just didn't do it for me. Uh, and I, I love Fago, though, man. I love mm-hmm. Fago. Like, he's so talented, and he just seems like a great dude, too, from the outside looking in. But uh, back in the day, though, how long were you listening to Fago, though? You um, seemed like you were really tapped in, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But probably 2019. 2019 is when I started listening to... All right, so it went literally... It was like SG Kobe... Then I started listening to Summers and Autumn because they had Out of My Mind. And yeah. Then Summers oh, and one of the best songs of all time. Bro, one of the best songs ever, of all time. Ever. And, yep. bro, it's people that don't even know that song. Like, at this it's point okay. in time, like, that's it's crazy. Okay. It's okay. It is 19. We can't help everybody. Oh, uh, for real. So, were you, like, were you listening to Fago when War dropped and everything? I was listening to right after War. So, he had dropped One Up. It was One Up. All right. I don't. I don't know exactly if this the right order, but it was one up, then it was knock knock, then I forget what it was after knock knock, but it was like around that same time because it was like right before the tech tape. Mm, yeah, and that yep. was crazy. <laughs> that shit was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sofago, for your music, man. At the end of the day, thank you. But so that much. shit was life changing, bro. Yeah, that song he just uh he just dropped a couple of days ago. With uh, Tega, yeah, thank you, thank you, Prod Tega, yeah, that shit is that shit was hard. That was a very good song. I was impressed. I'm like, all right, I was Fega. talking, I was talking to Mikey about that, and Mikey, Mikey was playing it for me. Yeah, uh, pretty it's, fun. Oh, yo, pretty fun is one of my favorite artists ever, bro. He is amazing. He is, pretty, he's pretty crazy. fun. I already, who uh, who was I talking to? I saw Remy Zerxy on the pod. I know you're a good friend of his, and we yeah. were talking about Pretty Fun. I already said it, so Pretty Fun, man. You're one of the greatest artists I ever heard, real shit. For bro. real. Shout out Pretty Fun, bro. If, if you don't know, go go find out, please. If you don't know, please go find out. 19, though. Let's 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 talk about 19, though, for a second. Okay. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's break out the resume. You have a shit ton of songs that have done some numbers. I'm just going to tell you about some of my favorite music of yours. Oh, uh, I Nightmares, 26,000 streams. Crazy mm-hmm. ass song has been was not. I love the name of that. Twenty two thousand <laughs> winter phenomenal fucking song. Twenty five thousand. Your biggest song, prove it. Sixty five thousand streams. That's an incredible, incredible song. Like your flow is ridiculous. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I think I'm doing worse. Twenty eight thousand. Really, really good song. 
You'll Be Prettier Dad, one of your earlier songs, too, which is crazy. 33,000. Hand on my tech, 20K. That shit always has to go <laughs> crazy. Uh, one song that I fucking love from you that I don't think has enough love right now mm-hmm. is uh why, why why it's not right there. Hold on, let me let me find what I wanted to say. Oh, I got it. Brain stew. Brain stew. That song is fucking hard. People go listen to that song. The flow, Bro. not written drum. There's no one out, out here that's flowing like that. On a song. That shit was crazy. That beat is crazy too. Bro, I'm bro. I got a tape coming out. Pride. All it's like all Brookway Taylor uh, beats. Yeah, that's a good a, move right there. I'm a fan yeah. of that. Is that that's the tape on the 21st? No, no, no. That's not the tape on the 21st. Probably next month. Cause I'm a, I'm dropping three tapes for the end of the year. Okay. Okay. So we're one working. this month, one next month, one December. Work ethic is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god, I love to see it though. Yeah, I've been no, nah, but I've been planning it. I've been because I kept telling myself I'm gonna drop, I'm gonna drop three tapes before the end of the year, and they was they wasn't getting finished. Like I would I would keep making songs, but I'm just like it's not done, it's not done. But now I'm pretty much done. I just gotta like do like videos things of that nature promoting it rolling it out yeah for sure for the first time this is really my first time trying to do stuff like that i feel that and i love to hear that i love to hear artists really taking that next step really being like full out selling out right in a good way though in a good way promoting yourself putting yourself putting everything on the line putting like you know, even a couple bucks behind it, shit like that. It's really, it really is amazing to see because it just shows. It's like proof that hey, I'm doubling down on myself. I believe in myself, so I always so. love to see that. But 19, man, you have over 2,000 SoundCloud followers now too. Like, you got numbers on songs. You've built, you've built a, a definitely a following. How does that feel, man? Was it something that you expected when you first started making music, or it's like holy shit, every like to you is still just like wow like, no like it's, it's, it's crazy i I don't be surprised until it kind of get brought up to me like 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 now like or sometimes i'll talk to my uncle and my uncle will like be like you see how many how many plays this like or it was like the youtube videos like my youtube videos was getting views my uncle showed me he's like you see how many views this again and i'm like no nah. and then i would look and i'm like wow like people really watching it and i i guess i don't really expect it to resonate with people all the time um and then getting messages and stuff and people be like uh my songs affect them that's it mean a lot because it's like wow like because that's exactly how i want it to be like because all my favorite artists affect me i feel like yeah that's why i that's why i like them because i connect with their music so it's cool to connect with people yeah that's so beautiful man because that's really what it's all about and I, I I say this a lot on here, but just how impactful music can be on 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 someone's life. And if even if you have a hundred followers, like I, I've I've listened to a song with a guy has like fifty followers. This is a hypothetical situation, but it's happened too many times now. Mm-hmm. Like fifty followers has a song on there I've played for like a week straight only. I'm like, wow, like this has brought me so much joy to my life. Like this resonates yeah. with me. <laughs> And like your music can really be so impactful, like regardless of how you know large of an artist you are, right? And I, I love how you're very appreciative of the fact that someone's hitting you up saying, "Yo, this shit really meant something to me. Like this helped me through this time, or like this was just like this just enhanced my life." Simply put, 
and bro. I think that's so powerful, bro. I, lo I love to hear that from you. Bro, I'll be sending, bro. Niggas be going crazy sometimes. I'll be sending voice messages. I'll be, I'll be sending inspirational voice messages. Like, hell yeah, hell be yeah, crazy. But they be <laughs> catching me. They just be catching me at weird times. Sometimes I'll be like real quiet. I don't want to talk. But sometimes, bro, I'll be like, I'll be like piped up, and I'm like ready. I'm ready to give you a, a motivational speech in the DMs for real. So. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a motiv motivational speech from nineteen himself. I wouldn't at all. So I bet you everyone really <laughs> appreciates that. Yeah. Something I'm curious about though is uh, I mentioned this already, but your first song on your page, your early song currently on your page, "Cool Kids," that was three years ago. Yeah. Actually, has ten thousand streams. It's a very, very good song. Shout out, uh, cool kids. which is uh, really, really cool to see. Really, just how good of an artist you've been from the start. But regardless, of what I'm curious about is three years is a pretty is a pretty long time like you you've been making music for a while now uh yeah what is it what has that been like to be around for a second like you've been in the underground you've you've seen some different waves come up people you know go completely like off the charts crazy big like uh what has it been like to just kind of be around and and and, and all of that for for yeah. uh, that amount of time you go through a lot of emotions yeah. You go through a lot of emotions. I will say that because you see everybody catch their wave and then you see a lot of people not catch their wave and you wonder who you're going to be. But it just is what it is. And then it's really about the connections and stuff. I feel like my personal experience, I like, I started off wanting to be heavy in the underground stuff and then I kind of went away from it. Wanted to, I wanted to be like Gene Dawson. I wanted to go indie and in, in like an indie scene and like Dean Dawson so far very bro he like when I tell you so we got this uh collective die before and it was me Edith uh Remy and Grimori mm -hmm. and that was like for like a little bit of time before like we brought it back now but we had stopped for a little bit but like once we had discovered Gene Dawson bro we tried to start rapping on all of them indie rock beats and like, <laughs> all of that stuff um but then i came back to do the the underground stuff and like really do, do it and mikey was a big part pretty fun again he was a big part of me doing that and easy easy cody lee mm -hmm. really influenced me to do that and then we did a couple shows and stuff and it was crazy i'm like wow like going to a show going to an underground show you really get to see what the underground really is like yeah you you it's people they it's an environment like just like everything else is an environment, you go to a college, it, it seems like a like a college environment in certain places like that are school like areas, but that underground when you see them fits and everybody got like a vape in a pen and it's like <laughs> that'd be a crazy space. Yeah. And I feel like the people who are at those shows specifically are people who just like love music so much that they'll they, they're going to the greatest lengths to just enjoy Not some yet. new shit that they hear and i really appreciate those types of people and like i'm the same type of person like i i will go to any show like anywhere if like i fuck with the people performing i'm there like it doesn't matter it does not matter but and that's the best that's the best type of energy to go into it with because you can always enjoy it exactly could not agree more. Yeah, and shout out Gene Dawson too. I remember I remember like uh listening to Pixel Bath 
for the first mm. time that tape that was like the first time i was like oh shit like i really like gene dawson it's a great cover too the crazy ass football helmet yeah. it was just it really sold me man such a talented artist so what was it like performing live and what is it like performing live like your music performing your art how crazy is that and what, what is it like to be on stage because you have a video on your uh ig of you actually performing and shit i think you have mm-hmm. may have again a few times now uh so what is that like so my first time performing was crazy because it was in la and i'm from i'm from philly so that's like uh, across the whole country yeah was that your first time in la yeah it was my first time in la i went there to perform like that was like the only thing i end up going to the first hyperpop daily game too fun fact that's a that was a crazy experience yo that's crazy um, what yeah what the hell was that like bro what all right, all right. I'm gonna I'm say the show first. So basically, the show, it was with Easy. It was fun at nine. Easy throws like, like the best concerts. He just hasn't had one in a second. But so I performed. It was like Che perform Easy. Mikey was supposed to perform, but he he didn't come. Um, Herb Four K was there. Mig. It was a good little lineup of people that performed. And then um, it was fun. It was I was nervous. But I did it, and everybody said I did good. And then, like, people was nodding their head and stuff in approval. And that was the first time I ever performed. Now, the Hype Pop Daily game, bro, it was so many famous niggas there, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the first time I ever, like, really around, like, people like that in real life. Like, I'm looking like, nigga, is that DC to Don? Like, like, yeah, TC the Don is crazy. Like six six, bro. Yeah, and it's like the basketball player DC the Don. Who uh, else? Who else was out there? Uh, it was Big Baby Gucci. Yep. Uh, the Hive Mind uh guys. The Hive uh, Mind guys are great, man. I love bro, them. I was freaking out when I seen them, bro, because I used to watch them like at that time all the yeah. time. I used to watch them. Um, shout out them. Actually, Riley, yo, all right. Riley put me on his Spotify playlist, like the public Spotify playlist. Really? Like he had hit me up. He's like, yo, uh, one of the songs on Tread Lightly, uh, okay. CDG. He was like, yo, this is one of my favorite songs of the year. And then like, if you go to like my, my Spotify page and look at the playlist that I'm in, I'm in like Riley Hive my playlist. That shit is crazy. Wow. That that's so fucking favorite. crazy. That's so cool though. Shout Such out, a cool moment. Shout out to them niggas, bro. What is like LA like though? Is it is it a place for you? You think because it's not a place for everybody. I don't think LA is 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 if you're around the right people. If I'm around the right people, LA is for me. Gotcha. But I feel like that's like I feel like that's a lot of places. But it's definitely I feel like LA is a place where you could if you get caught up like in the crowd kind of anything could happen. Yeah. I feel like I, you just gotta be in control of what's going on. Totally understand what you mean there. That's real. So, nineteen, Black Idol, your yeah. new tape just dropped. Even though we're getting three more tapes this year, and we appreciate mm-hmm. that. In the tape, or in the description of the tape, you you shout out Icy Twat and Travis Scott, Cactus mm-hmm. Jack as as your inspirations for the tape. The tape itself, it's really, really good. I, I definitely encourage people to 100% go listen to it. It starts pretty crazy because it's someone who just like, someone's on the song with you that you just would not expect at all. <laughs> uh, 
one of my favorite songs. Actually, do it for me. That song is really, really, really mm-hmm. fucking good. Uh, overall, the tape's a great listen. Talk about what it was going to making that twelve tracks, man. Uh, and yeah, talk about the the uh, icy twat and Travis Scott inspiration, man. What what do those two guys mean to you? Okay, so Travis Scott is like one of my biggest influences when I was when I when I was like fifteen. I told myself that my end goal is to like mix Travis Scott with Gene Dawson, like whatever that mean. I want to like mix those that's two. You. you know what I'm saying that's that's the goal for real for real. I don't I don't know if I'm there, but that's the we goal. Can, hey, we're working though. We're still working. Three more days, we're getting there. And so basically, with Black Idol, I was kind of going back to my Trav influence, and Easy was playing me Icy Twat one day. Easy like a big Icy Twat fan, and he was just playing his songs. And I'm like, yo, this nigga beats is like really, really crazy. Um, and I started thinking to myself, like, Travis would go crazy over these beats. So I literally like start looking up icy twat type beats and trying to rap like Travis Scott like over him. But not really like Travis, but that was the like the melodic in- inspiration. I was trying to like melodically match like something like he would kind of go for. And like that's what it that's what it became. I definitely, uh, I definitely see where you're coming from right there, and I could definitely see the similarities, man. I think, I think you're closer than you may think, but I think it's a crazy combination trying to combine your angle as Travis Scott and Gene Dawson, but this yeah. icy trot sort of infusion just really turns everything up a notch because, like you said, like icy trot production, bro, like it was, yeah, he just makes like different type of music. Those beats are crazy. It's like uh like Memphis, like a uh, project pack, a three six mafia type beats, but it's like his drums so hard and like nowadays, I feel like a lot of people kind of going for that sound, like even with the Drake tape, but it's yeah. like it's just certain beats hit certain ways, like. Yeah, for sure. And and yeah, Icy Trot is just one of those. It's just like he's just like one of those underground legends forever and sort of he just mm-hmm. just is in his own lane so completely like he's just icy trot there's no other icy trot there's you don't compare to anyone else it's just he, he is what he is you know you can't, you can't. yeah it's su- yes yeah, he's a super interesting figure i think he should get more love like people i think that pe- you you'll see him get like shouted out by like some really real people and i think the people who know will always know he's real but i wish he got a lot more like mainstream love i think he on his i think he on his way to the mainstream look i think it's really just a the if he keep dropping the videos and stuff like that yeah for sure hey. everything he'd be putting out be hard yeah no nah, it's that's it's a really good point it's a really good point hey Icy Trot, man. Keep working out there. We believe in you over here. Bro, that's, hey, that's how I found one of the producers for the tape, Rocco Roy. That's that's literally my... Uh, he produced this on... Uh, what the hell was I just saying? Uh, do it for me. Do it for me. Thank you. Why can I blank that on the name? Yeah, do it for me. I fucking love that song. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he... Yeah, he, that's a really good beat, too. That was one of the things I really liked about it. He he he's insane. Yeah, and a lot of them they uh. So basically, I found him. Icy Twat is an OGM interview. I be watching like a lot of interviews and I be listening to a lot of podcasts. That's just like 
I don't know. Hell yeah. Not like yeah, likewise, likewise, likewise. But it was uh Icy Twy was basically talking about like he wasn't the only person that produced on one of his tapes. And he was saying that Rock Roy was one of the people that co-produced with him. And I'm like, yeah, I need to look this nigga up right now. Cause if I could connect with somebody that already like that really understands these beats, knows how to really make these, and I could like lock in, I could really make something crazy. So I hit him up and then Luckily, like he really, he really responded and he tapped in, and that was so hard. I was, I was really hyped. Yeah, that's so far that you uh, just had the opportunity to work with him, and he was super, super uh, forward. And it was like, yeah, let's do it. Like I fuck with you, bro. People don't usually be down like that, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Especially someone who's you know regularly producing for a guy like Icy Twat, he could probably, you know do what he wants, get what he wants mm-hmm. here and there in terms of, Hey, I want to work with him. Like, you know, a lot of people are not going to just dub that, but you know, smaller artists hitting him up. Do you think like, yeah, they might dub you, but yeah, you got it. You got to love that. You got to love that. Shout out to him. That's real. Another tape I want to talk about, which is really, really fire yeah. is a tape called totem. You and Edith Hart, which you two seem to have a very, very strong relationship. You mix a lot of this shit. Yeah. You have a lot of shit together. It is on Recollections pain, uh, page. Excuse me. Shout out mm-hmm. Recollections of Pain. They've been on the pod before. Legendary page as well on SoundCloud. Talk about that tape, man. That tape is really, really cool, man. You guys have a really good chemistry. So that's like literally, I don't know how they, that's like my brother, like for real, for real. Like I met him my freshman year of high school. Um, He was going to the same so Stan, he was going to Stan Garage too, mm. to record, and but we we ended up we we went to school, so we ended up being having one class together. We had Latin class together, and he had made a song with Stan, and Stan always been better than everybody at music. So that's just that's just like Stan was Stan was hard back then. He and he was ahead of everybody. This is like 2018. Stan was listening to like Duop Kane. He was listening to SSG. S yeah. Kobe, so Fago, like all of that before niggas even knew. And so Edith made a song with Stan, and I'm like, yo, bro, this is crazy. And he he didn't even like his song. And I kept like annoying him every day. Like he'll tell you, that's that's like kind of my thing. I'd be annoying. Like if I really like a song, like I really annoy you. So I was like coming to him every day, like, yo, bro, this song is crazy. This song is crazy. And then um he kept making songs because he wasn't gonna keep making songs, but he kept making songs after that. And years later, I don't know, that just became my best friend. And I would go over his house and we would record. Actually, his first tape, I was over there. We recorded it, the whole thing. Um, I mixed it. Um, He got another tape I fully mixed, Nick's. And he's just like a genius, though, with the flows. I don't, I don't know. Like, he rap crazy. That's what I listen to. I, when I don't know what else to do in my music, if I'm not listening to like literally Kanye or something like that, I'm listening to him. That's so far, man. To have a guy who you grew up with, essentially go to school with, but have the passion and drive for music that is at the same level. And just to be able to grab that inspiration from him, from someone who right is, is a very, very close friend and that you can rely on everything. That's, that's so cool, man. That yeah. really is cool. Shout out to Edith Hart. Eat it. Edith, excuse me, Hart. That's a great story right there. The tape's yeah. fire. I definitely need to tap into more of him. I'm not going to lie. 
He got uh, it, bro. He's 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 crazy. That's all I that's all I could really say. Like he he be blowing my mind. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, I gotta tap in more. I gotta tap in more. I mean the tape spoke for itself, so I am the one sleeping over here. I apologize. But we're we're good. We're good, trust. We're good. So? One thing I'm super curious about is you have a song called It's Never Supposed to End, and it's like over nine minutes. I listened to the whole thing. A lot going on in this song. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. never see artists, I guess, especially in the underground, make a sort of song like this where just some different there's just a lot going on you put like i think of like uh i don't know like kendrick lamar sing about me i'm dying of thirst Mm -hmm. right yeah that shit is a whole masterpiece that goes on for a very very long time right and yeah with this it's never supposed to end like it's a very similar just sort of story we're going on like there's just so many (laughs) different things going on like yeah i'm it's hard for me to explain everything because it's nine fucking minutes uh but it's just really amazing piece of art in my opinion why do you even want to make something like that right it's not normally what people do in here around this uh part of town let's say i was really really bro i did that i made that in two days and i was really really bored i was really really high and i don't know how to i didn't know how to produce like i'm trying to learn how to produce now a little bit more like i'm learning chords and a lot of music theory stuff even i kind of have a little music theory background but i'm actually learning how to apply it to fl but before i didn't really learn know how to make beats and i produced that whole thing and so basically i was like yo let me see if i could literally produce a whole like short like take for myself in uh paris texas like you know paris texas bro I was going to ask about the Paris, Texas show you were at, like, in two questions or so from that. I love Paris, Texas. All right. So one half of Paris, Texas, Louis. Louis made a tape. I forget exactly what the tape is called, but it's on, like, the Paris, Texas archive YouTube page. Okay. And it's, like, a 10-minute, like, tape, and it's straight through, and you can't really listen to it with the track separated. So I'm like, yo... This would be it would be really cool if I make a concept tape and it's just nine songs. You have to just listen to it straight through every time you gotta you you go listen to it. So that's what I did. Somehow, some way I really finished that. <laughs> and I, I'm not really sure how I did that, but I would I remember being really locked in. Yeah. Like I'm like, yo, this is about to be crazy. No, it um, really is fucking crazy. It's just really impressive you you did something like that. Uh, and and it, it sounds uh, sounds as good as good as it does. Thank you. Um, I love the Paris, Texas inspiration. You're recently at one of their shows, which is so fucking cool to me because I think I started listening to them uh, probably three years ago, four years mm. ago now. Mm. Uh, I was I was around like the first song I heard that I was like, oh shit, was heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah, and I think in that video. Whoa. Yeah, I think a lot of people got put onto them through that. That not yeah, a, a fair amount, a fair amount, including including myself over here. But Boy Anonymous, like that whole tape was fucking crazy. Like Casino, Better Days, like yeah, that whole shit yeah. was crazy. I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah, they're legends to me. They're super unique sound. Like they're just different, different. Like you love Paris, Texas. So Mr. Often, Red with the, the rug. Come on. Yeah, bro. What was the show like, though? Bro, it was insane, actually. Um, was it in Philly? It was in Philly. 
It was at um the first uh I don't know how to pronounce this word, but I hope I say it right. The Eutherian Church, I think. Okay. And that was crazy. It was at a church. Um, that's it, wild as fuck. Actually, what? it was. It was at a church. Uh, that nigga, that nigga Louie jumped in a crowd, and I couldn't, bro. I I couldn't record it, bro. I literally held that nigga while he crossed there. <laughs> like that was it was crazy. Um, it was it was hot in there, but like we was all moshing. It was big niggas. It was big scary niggas that was like running in the niggas in the mosh pit, bro. And it's like it's one thing when it's like a whole bunch of like kids in a mosh pit because I'll go in a mosh pit for sure. Yeah. Um, but bro, when I tell you it was like buff niggas, they was trying to take niggas out like some linebacker looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah wilding. Yeah. But yeah. it was it was it was essential vibes like the whole time like. To the point where by the end of it, bro, I literally couldn't breathe. Wow. Yeah. The video you have on on it looks like they're just going fucking insane up yes, there. Bro. Like, I'm not surprised there's some fucking people looking to take heads off in that mosh fit. Man. He looks mime diverse, bro. Like, <laughs> he, like, didn't say a single word the whole verse and niggas was just rapping the verse. That's crazy. And, like, yeah, bro. That's legendary. Damn. Shout out Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas, if you're listening to this, me and 19, we, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate oh, God. you. Real shit. 19, what are you listening to right now? What am I, right now? Right now, right now. All right. All we want to know about right now. So I have, um, I have, a, I, I feel like I have a, a, a interesting music chase. I feel like my music taste be changing. Good, good. You can't say yourself either because I know you listen to yourself for a fact. I don't, the artist I don't, doesn't. I don't really listen to me like that. I'm not one of them. No, nah, yeah, I know, I know. But like, come on, you gotta listen to yourself sometimes. You're like, yeah, that shit was crazy. I made. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm listening right now. A lot of Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. A okay. lot of right now. All right, right now I'm definitely listening to a lot of Kid Cudi. Today I was just like listening what, to- like what Kid Cudi, just like all over the place, or he like got a he got an album called In the Cud. Yeah, In the Cud is In the Cud is very good. Very good. Uh, been a repeat. It's In the Cud and uh Satellite Flight. I've been listening Satellite. To. Okay. Like on repeat. Um, so Figo, a lot of Figo. Uh, you know Valet, Valet, Valet. Yeah. Like V A L E E. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. I, I can't, I can't really say I've listened to him too much, though. To be fair. Uh, listening to Valet, and I don't know Kanye. I'm always listening to Kanye though. Favorite Kanye album. Favorite Kanye album. That changes, but right now is graduation. Graduation, classic. It's a classic. You might catch me on a on a different day though, and I might say like eight oh eights. Eight oh eights. Cause eight oh bro, I think eight oh eights is one of the greatest albums ever. Cause it's not it's genreless, like literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, he can be inspired a whole generation with that. Bro, I'm out. I, I was listening to the fun album, the the uh, first fun album that mm-hmm. had uh like we are young. Yeah, of course. Bro, that whole album is inspired by 808s and Heartbreaks. If you really like listen to it, the fun album. That's a crazy, crazy, crazy band to pull up right now. I bro, it's cause I be, I be like, 
I'll look at the songwriter and then I'll go listen to every song that the songwriter don't yeah. really just Yeah, yeah, no, dude, that that that's a crazy, it's a crazy like I have to listen to this whole tape, this whole album right now. Bro, if you listen to it and and you hear and you listen to it in Heartbreaks, you'll hear the influence. Like they're literally using yeah. like the sounds. Yeah. It's fire though. No, yeah. I just had a a prod on uh Dakumon. Mm-hmm. It's actually not out at the time we're recording this, but we'll be in like a day or so. And he just dropped like his producer tape and he had a one song on there and he's just using straight like sounds. I immediately knew, picked up like they're from Jesus though, like super Jesus inspired. And like, he's like, yeah, it's like, that's his favorite Kanye album. And, and you could clearly hear, hear the inspiration, but he executed it so well though. It sounded so fucking crazy to me. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely. bro. Kanye is Kanye is the inspiration. Kanye is Kanye like Chief Keith. Yep. Um, and it's probably somebody else. Young Thug or something. Thug, yeah, for sure. Wayne. Yeah. I, don't I think in this generation right now, it's definitely Thug Future. And like everyone Not who comes on this show, everyone comes on this show and says exactly that though, too. That's that's also why I think that, but not a bad two though. There's nothing wrong with that. That's I don't. Bad. The thing is, Thug is so he's so versatile that it's like somebody like I know I'll listen to a certain type of Thug song, and then I know somebody that'll listen to a completely different version of that man. Yeah. So. I what uh? Yeah. Styles. I was listening to Beautiful Thugger Girls last. Oh week. my god! <laughs> hey, yo! When I was 14, bro, I used to listen to Beautiful Thugger Girls all the time, like. Yeah, yeah, that shit is amazing. Like family don't matter. That song, bro. <laughs> yeah, nah, that whole that whole album is fucking amazing. That was what year is that? Let me look. Twenty seventeen. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, all of these songs were fucking crazy. Thank you, Young Thug, man. Thank you. Young so. Nah, he really does. 19. Why the name 19? Why is that number so important? All right. So it's about to sound crazy, but the whole 19 thing is 19 is not important. Like, I picked a completely irrelevant number. Yeah. Um, Because my thing is, I wanted to pick something that didn't really have no meaning. For a long time in my life, I was just a depressed emo kid type shit. So, yeah. I was I, I was feeling like I didn't have no meaning. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna change my name. I'm gonna pick a number that don't got no meaning. And by the time we done here, I'm gonna have all the meaning in the world, and that number is gonna mean just as much type shit. So, I picked 19. Nobody else had the name. Um, I originally just went by Kylie because that's my name type shit. Okay. But then the girl Kylie blew up, like. Like she literally blew up, and like that's her whole marketing is with with the name. So I can't have it. So nineteen was the the thing. Yeah. Wow. No, that that that's really really uh, it's a crazy crazy way to explain that. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm so intrigued by it. What you said, being an oppressed emo kid, saying fuck it, I'm gonna pick a name with absolutely no meaning at all. Yeah. But like that almost makes so much sense because. 
you're not worried about necessarily the branding and your image or anything. You're just purely worried about the music and the art that you're making. Like that's what that says to me, at least like you just needed an outlet. The music is your outlet. Would you say that's true? For sure. I, bro, I, I have different goals, bro. That's, that's what the, that's, that's when I be talking to a lot of niggas, I be telling them like, I, I have different goals. Like, I want to be a musician at the end of the day. That is what it's about. It's about the being a musician. So whether or not I'm the rapper or like my name is on it, I want to be a part of the, the, the process. I want to be a part of the music. Like when, when this is, when I grow in like five years, bro, I want to be engineering for my favorite artists. I want to be producing songs like to the point where I could bring somebody music i enjoy and be like bro like this is a song i made and i want you to have this like type shit that's fucking beautiful 19 thank you for that man yeah the authenticity is radiating through the screen of uh your love for music we get we all gotta appreciate that and give that a round of applause appreciate 19 it, 2028 that's five years from now yeah talk to me where are you gonna be 2028 man what is the future gonna look like paint a picture all right all right all right so I'm definitely, if I'm not signed to a label as a producer, I probably have my own. What about as or as an artist? Why not an artist? Because because if 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 I'm an artist, if I'm if if I'm not signed to a label as a producer, then I'm gonna just have my own label. Mm. Like, and and anything with that, you know, it just be like partnership. So it's not even like signing like that. Yeah, but I would um. Have my own label. Probably, probably have like my friends on a label like Edith, definitely, maybe Grimoire, something like that. Um, I don't even know, man. I really it's a, just that's a long time. It's a long time. It's really just I wanna. I definitely wanna be consistent engineering, doing the doing the music like full time. Like I'm learning the guitar right now. Fire. Um, being involved in a lot of people's songs and being involved with a lot of real life. Um like bands and stuff like that like i'm I, I really fuck with that that's why i'm learning how to play the guitar because i want to like be a part of a band i like like some i like teamwork stuff mm. like so i i play sports i actually seen this is crazy i seen or i heard in one of the interviews used to play lacrosse but i used to play lacrosse <laughs> yeah yeah crazy lacrosse is being rough again yeah that was uh with cole Grodson. Shout out Cole Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. You used to play lacrosse. What uh what happened there? Did you uh you liked it? Didn't like no, it? No, bro. Lacrosse was the best sport I had played, bro. That's I, a crazy statement. I played a lot of sports, bro. I played basketball. Yeah. I played baseball. I did karate when I was a kid. But lacrosse, like it was it was fun. I got to hit people. Um we went to the championship, but we lost. But it was like we could have won. Yeah. I just like I like teams. I like team environments because you don't have to. It's not about you. It's yeah. like we here to win together. Like it's it's more than yeah you. And it's hard to. It's a great feeling when it's okay for it to not. You know, what I'm saying always be about you. Yeah. I feel 100% like that's a lot agree of with that. Hundred percent agree with that. You know, team sports are amazing. Uh, like I've I played a shit ton of sports as well, yeah. other than lacrosse, football, basketball, baseball, etc., etc., etc. 
Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what position did you play in lacrosse, though? I played defense. I was on like, defense. Do you yeah. have like a long pole and everything? For sure. <laughs> oh boy. Bro, for sure. I was terrorizing. Oh my god. Bro, people probably were like, damn long pole pause right there. They had no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. It's such a niche story. <laughs> it really did. All right, I'm gonna be real. I thought I was nice though. I thought I was nice with the long pole until we played um this was after the championship game, but because we still qualified mm. states, and uh, we played like I think it was like the number two Catholic school in the state, mm-hmm. bro. They had I don't I don't know who who this dude was, bro, but he was like number eighteen, bro. Fucking y'all up. Oh my god, he scored like eleven on us, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I thought I was crazy until that day for real. Hey man, shit happens. Trust me. <laughs> I, I I've been there before. I've been there before. Oh, that's crazy. Nineteen man, we've talked about so many things. It's been an absolute pleasure, bro. Really, tell the people sure. where can they find you? Where can they find everything about nineteen? Bro, you can find me at nineteen on Instagram, uh, nineteen on Twitter. It it nine x t n i n e x t e e n. Um, really everywhere on YouTube too. Um, on Spotify, definitely go on Spotify and Apple Music, the distribution platforms, cause that that always helps out. Um, more videos coming soon, a lot of more content coming soon, more collaborations coming soon, tapes with some of your favorite artists, man. We expanding. Yes, sir. We up right now. Nineteen. Any last words for the people out there? Closing statement. Floor is yours. Um, closing statements, man. I hope all of y'all have a great day. I hope y'all all are taking care of yourselves and loving yourselves properly, prioritizing yourself, um, getting ahead, planning a plan, because that's all that matters. Hey, man. 19, thank you for the positivity right there. Most people give, like, uh, maybe some, they just want to make, make sure people know this about themselves, whatever it may be. And I, I love all the closing statements, but that was a really, really good one. I hope everyone has a great day or have a great night wherever, wherever, sure, wherever you at, man. Yes, sir. Around the globe. Because the Expressions podcast is global, ladies and gentlemen. We know that just by the guests that have come on. But 19, bro, you're real as fuck, bro. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Hey, bro, once again, bro, I appreciate you for even letting me be on here, bro. I love podcasts, bro. So it's like, it's fun. It's fun to even be here. I, I completely agree. Podcasts are amazing. This long-form content is some of the best shit ever in my opinion so yes sir couldn't agree more again 19 thank you and to everybody listening to the expressions podcast thank you very much and until next time